are the Rookie Phenoms. We have an amazing show for you today. I'm your host, Coop, with my main man, Webb. What up, people? We have such a fun show today. The NBA is going crazy. I am on the hottest of hot streaks with the picks. We're going to get to that as well. Webb, are you ready for today's show? Because your picks last week was just otherwise. My picks are pretty good, man. I think I was just behind you, you liar. Behind is behind, okay? Only one gold medal. All right. Okay. Webb, the greatest shooter of all time, retired in 1991. But there's a new shooter. Steph Curry broke the all-time three-point record with 2,974 three-pointers made. He passed Ray Allen last night. Ray Allen, Reggie Miller showed up to crown the new shooting king. Were you impressed with this? Or do you think like I do and think this does not matter even a little bit? Uh, If I said I wasn't impressed, I'd be lying because I was watching the past however many Warriors games to see when he was going to break it. I thought he was going to break it against the Pacers. Uh, So I'm going to say I was impressed. I was. But I have a question for you afterwards. Uh, Ask the question now because I think your question is going to be the same as my answer. I have, I have a feeling. So I think what Steph did is incredible. And I think the, the pace that he um, that he had to reach this accomplishment is incredible. Obviously, context provided Reggie, Ray Allen played in a different era, different style. So Steph's numbers might be inflated. I shouldn't say they might. They will, they will be inflated, but he did change the game. The second thing I have to say is sort of to you two, and I brought it up today. Why do people uh, not give Russell Westbrook credit for his accomplishment for the triple-double, um, but they, they, they really celebrate this three-point accomplishment? I celebrate neither of those things. I do not care. They are fake stats made up by nobodies. The, the Westbrook one especially. I don't think Magic, they were like counting triple-doubles until his like fourth season. So he might have had 100. No, no one knew about. So my thing with Steph is I think Steph is amazing. He's one of the best players of all time. And this means absolutely nothing because basketball is totally different. How many three-pointers did Larry Bird make in his career? Do you know the answer to that? Oh, I don't actually. Because I never cared about this before <laughs> before the race. <laughs> 649. Yeah, but I like you and I would look at that number differently. I would never say, oh my God, Larry Bird never shot. the Like Larry Bird wasn't as good of a shooter. It's a different game. Like there was no reason to no. pull up. No, that's my point. That if Larry Bird played today, he might be the Steph level shooter. If Steph played in Larry Bird's era, he might only have 653 points made. Basketball is a different sport now. Yeah. Like it's, Michael Jordan took seven three pointers in one game and people lost their minds because he did it once. Steph takes 15 a game every day. It's just a different sport. That's why I think this doesn't matter at all. It's a I, different game. I, I agree. I agree with you to an extent. No, Michael Jordan, I think, still had a lot of improvement to make on his three-point shot. But yeah, I agree that he would have taken more and hit more. Uh, Peja Stojakovic uh, as well uh, would have been an incredible shooter, uh, prolific shooter. Dan Marley. Imagine how many threes Ray Allen would have had if he started in today's game. Reggie Miller, if he started in today's game. It would have been like a race. It would have been like the... uh, the uh the race between Sosa and uh Maguire. It would have been flip flopping all the time, like like uh minus, like minus the steroids, Peyton. yeah. Minus the steroids. Minus the, minus the drugs, yeah. <laughs> but it's but it's it's sort of like it's sort of like uh in the NFL with the, the quarterbacks, like Breeze, Peyton, Brady, like 
I think Mahomes or someone's going to pass those numbers that those guys have reached in terms of passing yards, passing touchdowns. I think Brady uh, has the the completion um, most completions for a quarterback now. Like it's 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 part of the era in the game. Yeah, that's why. Like Brady has seven hundred touchdowns, and that's a lot of touchdowns. But he also played in this era. If he played in the seventies, he'd have. 400 touchdowns. It's just the games are so different now. Like Steph was only competing with himself. And to be fair, he changed how basketball is played. So he gets credit for that. But I just, Ray Allen is an amazing shooter. If he played in Steph's era, he could have done something similar to this. Maybe not Steph's level, but he would, Steph has like, what, six more years left to play probably? Like he has a long career left. Yeah. And, and Ray Allen, uh, most of his career, um, he was sharing the ball quite a bit. Like he had Richard Lewis, he had Gary Payton. Sorry, he didn't have Gary Payton. They got traded for each other. He had Vin Baker, and then he became like a role player in his in the at the same age that Steph is right now. He went to Boston, and he was part of the big three around the same age that Steph is now, thirty three, thirty four. Uh, and then he went to Miami afterwards. So he was a role player. So Ray Allen didn't really get the usage that Steph is getting now, Steph is going to be going to have the ball in his hands for the next four years, at least. Yeah. Steph is amazing. This is not taking anything away from his accomplishments. He's amazing. He's one of the best 20 players probably ever. And I don't care about this because it's meaningless because he's the only one chasing it. It's just him. If, if Ray Allen took 800 threes a year, like Steph does, it'd be a different thing. If Reggie Miller took 800 threes a year, it'd be different. They didn't do that. So he's competing against himself. Yeah. And also, I think what, what, what soured it a little bit was that um, it wasn't the most efficient way that he got to the, <laughs> to the, uh, to the number. Like the last few games, he was just really chucking it uh, to get it. Like he was, the efficiency just wasn't there. It was just ultimate green light. Yeah. He's earned the green light, though. I'm fine with this. I'm fine with that. No, no, no I get that. But it's like, it's a, and I'm not trying to put a damper on it, but it's a stat where you can't, um, it's going to show when you're not being that efficient. Like like Brady, Manning, Breeze throwing all those passes. No one's going to say, well, the receivers had the most yards after the catch for all those points. Like it's hard to really measure it because someone else is really involved in those numbers. They're not passing to themselves. You know what I mean? I mean, they could have, Peyton Manning could have passed to himself if he's so talented, but that's beside the point. <laughs> All I'm saying is Steph Curry is amazing, and I don't care about this even a little bit. So yeah, he's great. He's great. He's like he's he is amazing, and um, I'm kind of glad this is off his back now because he wasn't shooting that well the past few games. I think he just wanted to get this over with. I'm glad it's over too because now I can not care about other things besides this. <laughs> Web, let's talk about the next Steph, Zion Williamson, the NBA's future. This guy, Webb, this may be the most wrong I've ever been about somebody in my life. I was the biggest Zion guy coming out of college. Thought he was amazing at Duke. Reports are coming out from Jake Madison. He is a verified Twitter report uh, reporter for the Pelicans. He said, Zion is skipping rehab workouts and falling asleep during film sessions last week. Then he said, maybe I'm not allowed to say some of that. Maybe they wouldn't tell me, 
maybe nothing happened because the of the team is terrified of upsetting their superstar, so he gets away with things others wouldn't. Uh, Zion is not coming back from his injury yet. There has been setbacks because he's skipping rehab workouts. Apparently, he weighs 330 pounds right now. Webb, what the hell do the Pelicans do with Zion? This is terrifying. So I don't think you're wrong about Zion if you're... If what you thought was that he's a great player, I think Zion on the court has been fantastic. Um, but I know I've always said, and I think you even agreed, he's not going to have a long career because of the weight that he carries. And because his game isn't very expansive, it's not very versatile. So he's going to quickly come out of the NBA either through injury or lack of fitness or just being pushed out. I think I said uh, seven great years. I think I said he'll have seven great years. And then, uh, but then it's really downhill was my prediction. I think I could be wrong there. I think you and I both said something around those lines. Yeah. I didn't see this guy having a long career and still don't think he will. But then we had, we heard all the issues about him being a diva or him having people around him who are very entitled, very demanding. Uh, The Pels, um, it's hard to say because if I'm David Griffin, like he's on very thin ice already, David Griffin. So if he, if he were to ship Zion out, that could be the reason that he gets fired. Uh, if he keeps Zion and they do poorly, he could still get fired. So I don't know if he wants to be the guy who trades Zion away uh, if he's trying to get another job because he's 100% getting fired. So Zion is eligible soon for the $180 million uh, extension. I would never give him that money. That's basically like Michael Porter Jr. You're just throwing money down the drain. Would you pay Zion long term? Not that money. Absolutely not. But this is the NBA and... They're going to pay him. He's 100% getting paid. So I heard a report that people are talking that the Pelicans should try trading Zion to the Knicks because Zion apparently wants to go to the Knicks. They should try and get RJ Barrett back. Randall, try and get those guys back and try and build something because I don't think Zion's staying in New Orleans long term. He's going to do what AD AD did. Sign the big extension. 18 months later, I want out. Get me out. We're the Looney Tunes shirt. This is over. I would try and trade him now before you pay him and sink the franchise forever. Coop, what you're saying makes 100% sense in terms of them trying to get Zion out. But you have to remember that this is a league where not only can you demand a lot of money by not winning, but you get to dictate where you go even after you sign the contract. So I'd be very surprised if New Orleans traded him. I think they're going to pay him and... And then they'll they'll deal with the consequences afterwards. I don't think they're getting rid of him. I think Daryl Morey might be changing that, where the stars can demand where they're going next. He's he's playing hardball with Ben Simmons. He's saying we're not doing it. You can sit on the bench. We're not going to pay you. I think that might be the beginning of the change that the league needed to kind of make these guys understand. You sign the contract, you're playing, or you're not getting paid. This might be a different NBA now. I hope it is because I hate what these guys do to these teams. It's disgusting. I think the difference with Ben Simmons is that he had such a bad playoff um, performance that his reputation was tarnished like immediately before he reportedly wanted out. The other guys like Jimmy Butler and AD um, were playing great basketball. Harden, you know, they'd won um, whether it was Rookie of the Year with AD or MVP with Harden or scoring titles with Harden. They had like they had good performances before. Ben Simmons, people still think the jury's out. So I think it's a combination of Maury, yeah, playing hardball and Ben Simmons 
not having a good uh, reputation as well with the, the GMs. I just think owners now are tired of getting pushed around. If you agree to give a guy $200 million and he spits in your face, I wouldn't be happy about it. You take the money, that the money comes with responsibilities. If you don't want the money, don't take it. If you don't want the responsibilities, don't take the money. And with the 76ers playing hardball, saying we're not going to pay Ben Simmons while he's not here, I think other owners might like to save $30 million to prove a point. I think they might be willing to do that. These guys are all cutthroat businessmen. It's what they did in their careers. I think it might happen again. It's a new NBA web. It's a new NBA, and I'm happy for it. We'll see. Like I still think, uh, well, I think there's still going to be some players who are able to dictate where they go as long as, like, like even Zion. Zion, who's won nothing in his life or in his professional life, and has stayed off the court more than he's been on the court. He's going to be able to dictate where he goes. If he doesn't take the money, sure. If he takes the money, then he goes where they tell him to go. Or he doesn't get paid. I think I, I think that's how it should be. But I just... Public perception is so against these guys right now because of how tough times are because of COVID. People don't like seeing these guys making $40 million crying, refusing to show up for work. I think they're like, you're getting paid this money, show up to work. And there's the, the sympathies might have changed from five years ago, where it's player empowerment. I think that it's twisted around now to something totally different. They took it too far. The players took it way too far. The empowerment, I think. Yeah, we shall see, man. I'm not as optimistic as you are, but. <laughs> I'm for sure going to be wrong. These owners are going to crack like an egg immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to a guy who thinks the, an egg is flat. Kyrie Irving. Apparently, reports are coming out. Brooklyn is now willing to listen to trade offers on Kyrie. The Mavs allegedly reached out and offered Kristaps Porzingis for him. There's been other talks with Indiana. Do you think Brooklyn will end up trading Kyrie this season? Sorry, I should say also, apparently there are talks that New York could lift the restrictions eventually because the new mayor, Ernie Adams, who that's his name, is a Brooklyn Nets fan, and he wants Kyrie back. And that would be the greatest thing a politician's ever done. I would enjoy that immensely, just being so corrupt for sports. <laughs> what do you think, I Webb? I don't think his name's Ernie Adams, but um, yeah. Uh, do I think Kyrie? <laughs> You're checking. <laughs> yeah, I don't think his name's Ernie Adams. Um, but uh, do I think Kyrie gets traded? It's Eric no. Adams. I got most of the letters. Eric Adams is close. Ernie. Who's named Ernie these days? Ernie's um, a classic. Ernie's is a great name. <laughs> Ernie, Ernie's a guy who is corrupt who would do things for sports. That's hundred <laughs> percent. That's the guy that would do it. Do I? No, I don't think Kyrie gets traded. Uh, I don't think so. I'm not like, I'm not as adamant as I was about Deshaun, but I don't think so. I say 60, 40, he stays in Brooklyn for, for now, of, for this season. That's kind of where I am as well. I hope he gets traded because I want to see him play this season. Kyrie playing basketball is really fun to watch. And it's on him a thousand percent why he's not playing right now. But I think he he would only not play on like five different NBA teams. So when 25 other teams, he could play basketball. I would enjoy seeing that. I think it makes too much sense to trade him somewhere. I hope he gets traded this year, but I think they're going to see if they can win it with Tarden and KD. And if they can't, they trade up in the offseason. That's my prediction. Yeah, this they'll need to because it'll be a complete waste to just have him on the bench there. Like he's going to be thirty next year, and he's not the most durable player. That is an understatement. This, yeah, he's going to miss. 
he's gonna not play and still miss time somehow with injury. Falls on the stairs. Exactly. Or something. <laughs> something. Let's talk about another small guard who was often injured recently. Dame Lillard in Portland has come back from a pretty serious injury within his abdominal, and then when he came back, CJ McCollum had a collapsed lung. He's out for a little while. I, so I thought I saw he had a collapsed lung like four days ago. Then I thought he played again, and they're like, "No, no, he was out for a while." A collapsed lung sounds very serious to me. Like they said four games he might miss. Collapsed lung sounds to me like you might need a couple months off. What do you think is going on with Portland right now? Because this does not look good to me. Yeah, I was reading up and I think a collapsed lung, you can come back. I think I read anywhere from two to four weeks. So he's supposed to be evaluated next week. So he may return next week or he may not. Um, It sounds very serious. I agree. But uh, just based on what I've read, like, you can play with it after a little bit. Uh, he's always hurt, though, CJ McCollum. He, and he has weird freak injuries, like never has a normal injury like other athletes. If um, I had a collapsed lung, I would never do this podcast again. My podcasting right. career is over. I'm taking them. Right. I'm taking five months off. 100%. Yeah. This is crazy 100%. that he's going to come back from this. He's coming back from a collapsed lung. It's insane to me. He played in the bubble with a broken back. He has weird injuries. I don't believe anyone did that. Like, I've seen this a couple of times now where they have a broken back. I never believe that injury. They hurt really? their back a little bit. I never. Show me the x-ray. I think all these guys are lying. <laughs> no, I believe. I, I just don't think. I, I think when we think broken back, we think that, like, your spine's split in half. But, exactly. Like, I think it's just, yes. Yeah. Yes. No, I think he probably has, like, a chip on one of the vertebrae. He strained his back stretching. He's in a little pain. <laughs> ah, my back's broken. That's what happened. That's what all these guys do. I'm not falling for it. <laughs> I've never fun. It's a fake injury. Show me an X-ray. I don't believe it. You know, it's not a fake injury. Frank Ragnall's injury last year, the broken throat. He continued the game, Web. Yeah, <laughs> these are these are different human beings. Yeah, yeah. So, Portland, there was a lot of talk about them breaking up CJ and Dame this season. Do you think that is more likely now that this team is struggling like it is? I think so, especially with uh, Neil Olshi getting fired uh, a couple weeks ago. I think it's a little uh, more likely than before, a new coach. And they've run this this duo for years. They've peaked. They're obviously regressing now. I Everyone knows I'm not a big CJ McCollum fan at all. Never been. Still not. Um so unnecessary <laughs> i hate him he's the worst garbage <laughs> just get piling on it was un- unnecessary <laughs> just not a fan uh at all um and i think i saw like uh some uh trade proposals like just in articles of him going to dallas cj mccollum to dallas and then dallas uh portland getting back like uh tim hardaway jr and uh I'm trying to remember the other, but Reggie Bullock and other players. I, I don't know how that improves Portland, um, but whatever. Anyway, yeah, I think they should break them up. I think so, too. I think this is done. They're never going to win a title with this roster. Break it up. I would trade Dame because he has way more value. He's an older point guard. Older point guards don't typically age well who are smaller guys. I would do him for Simmons and a couple of things, and I'd move on with my life. That's what I would do. But we'll see. Really? If I was Portland, I just, it's not a big Portland media market. It's not a big media market. Ben Simmons has proven to be a defensive player of the year candidate. He was the rookie of the year, I think, wasn't he? Yep. 
The fake one? Yeah, he sat I, out a year and then got it. Yeah, the fake one. Over, yeah. I just, I think he has upside that maybe could be nurtured more in a more fan-friendly environment. Philadelphia is going to kill Ben Simmons. Portland would embrace him and support him. It's just different. It's like how many media markets, how many reporters go to the Portland game? Just like two. It's not a huge place for beat reporters. Philly probably has 10 guys. They have radio networks just for Philly sports. He's getting killed every day in the radio. Portland might have some of that, but there's nowhere, no way it's as intense. Might just be a better place for him to live his life. On the West Coast, too, so he can be close to the Jenners or whatever he's doing there. Seems like a win. Don't know what to say to that. <laughs> Good point, Coop. Is what you say to that. <laughs> I'm making too much sense here. <laughs> okay. Let's move on to my boy, Luka Doncic. Uh, Boo! He showed up this season at 265 pounds. Apparently, after practices, he's not drinking water or Gatorade. My boy's drinking sweet tea just by the jug, which is just amazing. Uh, apparently, when he goes home to Slovenia for the summers, he does not eat right or trains. He parties like a madman. He wants to play himself into shape like Shaq did at the end of his career. Shaq had already won titles when he started doing this. Luca has not. And uh, announcers are starting to call him out for it. I think it was Reggie Miller who called him a big fat guy, right? Like he said basically that. Is that who it was? Yeah. That was a guy who never came into camp out of shape, Reggie, till maybe like his 30s because he was 210 maybe. I don't remember Reggie ever being out of shape. He couldn't be. He's yeah. a stick. Uh, Dallas right now is still in the playoff hunt. There's the seven seed. Well, Luka's getting these nagging injuries now. He has an ankle problem right now because he's weighing t- way too much. He hurt both ankles yeah, in one season, like Steph. Who sprained both ankles? Carson Wentz, that scumbag. Oh, Carson Wentz, so yeah, much. yeah. <laughs> so much. Same why game, are these, right? Why are these guys ruining my life? Yeah, it's Carson Wentz, same game. The worst. Uh, Luca is, what, 23 years old. Do you think he can stop doing this? Or is this going to be a problem for him for his whole career? I just don't see what the incentive is for him to buckle down now. You gave him all that money. Why would he say, okay, you pay me out? Like, most people wouldn't wouldn't uh, be more disciplined when they got more money. I think they sort of put on the show until they get the big payday and then they take their foot off the gas. Last season, when he showed up overweight, uh, Mark Cuban said he was supposed to train with a Slovenian Olympic team. He couldn't train because of COVID. That's why he's like this. What's his excuse this year? Like, there's no excuse. And I think he thought... And he even said this year, I might have I might have uh, partied too hard this offseason. So he's admitted it. So he gets some credit for that, but very minimal credit. He he thinks, I guess, he'll play himself into shape by March and then he'll be good for the playoffs. You're getting paid $40 million a year almost. How about you show up in October in shape? How about that? Like, it's not that hard to do. Show up in shape. They are paying you so much money. It's disrespectful to the fans. It's, and it makes me even more angry. Because he's still playing well. He's still averaging like 27 a game. It's insane to me that this guy is still doing this. If he was in shape, how good could he be? It's crazy. Luca, do better. I believe in you. I, I just got to hand it to Luca. Uh, up 2-1 in back-to-back series. Back-to-back years. Lost both of them to the same team. And uh, 
still had a reason to party in the offseason. I don't know why. He partied even harder after he lost this past year. So, got to give it up to him. They gave him $210 million. He had a reason to party, Webb. I don't know if you understand what that is. <laughs> there was plenty of reason to party. <laughs> be honest. Good, good luck, Mavs fans. Luca right now is averaging 25, 8, and 8. So, it's not like he's not doing good. He's doing really well. It's just. He can't hit his free throws, though. He's 70% free throw shooter. Wasn't that what he always, he's always been around that, hasn't he? Like a 75% guy? That's pretty standard. Yeah, he was never, he always had to improve his shooting and basketball. Um, Too bad. But we'll see. I know. I guess, I guess Shaq wasn't great because he couldn't hit his free throws. That makes sense. Yeah, that's a reasonable way. Good point. Shaq won things. Shaq won playoff series in his career. Luca won a pie eating contest this summer. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure he did. Do you think next season he comes in overweight again? Or is this the kick in the pants he needs to change his life? He's definitely coming in overweight. He may not come in 260 pounds. I think he's coming in bigger next season. I think he's like, you guys think I can't do this? I'm going to do it worse. I, th- I think he's... Yeah, you can't give a guy like that $210 million and expect him to change. I think it's over. Okay, Webb, let's move on to Danny Ainge. He resigned recently as the general manager of the Boston Celtics. He has a new job. He has been appointed alternate governor and CEO of the Utah Jazz. He is a BYU star that is in Utah. They love him out there. He lives there full time. The current general manager will stay on his on as his role and he will oversee things. Do you think this is a good move for Danny Ainge and is a good move for the Utah Jazz? I don't see how any of these people have anything to lose. Um, Danny Ainge is a he's a shrewd uh, GM and He'll screw over the other team um, pretty badly. Sometimes he's a little too conservative in terms of taking on risk, but um, I think he's a really good GM. I think he was a top five GM for a while. So I don't think, I, I think it's win-win for both sides. I think Utah has done a fantastic job developing talent, looking for talent, finding talent. Getting Donovan Mitchell where they got him in the draft was genius. Rudy Gobert. They they are good at finding these kind of guys. I think the general managers stay doing that, and Danny can run the trades. I think that's what they brought him for to be like this. Uh, I want to call him a jerk, be the jerk. So when they make trades, the general manager can keep a good relationship with the players. Like it's not me, guys. It's Danny. Danny's the worst. This makes sense. The owner in Utah is pretty new. He golf caddied for his friend a couple weeks ago. So this guy's just doing wild things all the time. He's a different kind of guy. It makes sense of a bad guy. Danny Ainge is the bad guy. Good cop, bad cop. It's a genius play. Very interesting take. I think that makes sense. I think it does. Blaming Danny Ainge for everything bad that happens is a really smart move. He's been a bad person for like 15 years. Who's not going to believe it's Danny's fault? (laughs) Yeah, we'll see. Well, I'm having great points all day and you're poo-pooing them. I don't appreciate it. These are all genius ideas I have. Genius. Sorry to hurt your feelings. I'm very sensitive. You know that. We know. Okay, Webb. Uh, before we get to the football picks, I want to talk a little COVID. And by a little COVID, I mean a lot of COVID. Uh, it is taking over the NBA and NFL right now. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, James Harden tested positive. The Chicago Bulls had two games canceled because they had basically no players. Uh, apparently today... 
uh, the a player tested positive for the Omicron strain of COVID, which apparently is way more contagious, but hopefully less deadly, which is, I guess, kind of positive, but not positive. You know what I mean? Uh, Cleveland has had their quarterback head coach in, bat, in football get COVID. Washington has 18 guys on the COVID list. There's 27 positive tests in the NBA, NFL on Monday. They're expecting at least 75 more. Your Rams were destroyed with COVID on Monday night. I think this is going to get really bad before it gets good again. I thought we were kind of past this, but then this new strain. Do you think we're going to see a lot of games canceled in the NBA? What does this mean for the league going forward? Yeah, I think it's we're going to see a lot of games postponed. Uh, there was an outbreak at the Scotiabank um, Arena in Toronto. It's it's going to be bad. Like uh, Matt Devlin and... Um, Jack Armstrong, who we've had on the show once, had to self-isolate. It's been bad. Um, the NHL has been ravaged by it. English Premier League has been ravaged by it. It's been really bad. Uh, my fantasy team has been ravaged by it. Um, yeah, I think we're definitely going to see some postponed games. Uh, Toronto. Hey, wait one second, really quickly. Don't put COVID as the reason your fantasy team has been ravaged, okay? Your poor management skills are why your fantasy team has been ravaged. <laughs> Don't put this on COVID. This is on you, okay? Ridiculous whatever uh you know mlsc is now having uh you know the games uh or the arena is at 50 percent capacity now which is huge because there's only been a couple months when they were at full capacity which probably didn't make i don't think it made sense at the time but people were excited to go back um it's gonna get worse like you said i just don't think there's anything that we can do to stop this it's gonna come now this strain apparently is four times more contagious. I am not a doctor, so that could be incorrect. That's what I heard today. You're four times more likely to get it, vaccinated or unvaccinated. I heard a doctor on the news today. I'm not sure this person's a good doctor, but they said that everyone should get this new Omicron strain because it's less deadly. It'll lead to better immunity. But this, this thing is so crazy. I have no idea what's going to happen to sports. If sports shut down again, I would not be shocked. That's how bad this is getting. The NBA can't field games if like 400 guys get COVID. They're going to have to like put a pause in the league. And the NFL refuses to do that. They're just going to get a bunch of G League guys. Like that's what, it's crazy. I have no idea what's going to happen. It's it's the first time since two marches ago I felt like this. This is crazy to me. Yeah, and um, you know, Kevin Stefanski, he's double vaxxed and had the booster. Uh got it. So um there's nothing you can really do like uh i don't hear of for the people that have gotten it recently i haven't heard of bad symptoms i think a lot of them have been asymptomatic or have had like very mild symptoms um yeah so we'll we'll see what happens like it's it's it it has been very bad um I lost my train of thought i was going to say something about uh football Oh yeah, they're full steam ahead. They're not. They're not going to do anything. These games, those football games aren't happening. Are, are, are going to keep happening. The Brooklyn Nets barely uh, were able to have a full roster last night against the Raptors. Um, so it's going to be interesting. I, I wish there was something they could do, but if they postpone the league for three weeks, I don't think this will change. It's going to keep happening. So there's no reason to even do it. Because in three weeks, you're going to have the exact same problem. I just, there's no good solution here. It's crazy. But I hope people stay safe and good luck, I guess. There's not much else we could do. Hey, Webb, 
Let's move on to something now that you really need good luck for because you are sinking like the Titanic. All right, week 15 picks. Week 14, I demolished you. Just a beating on top of a beating I put on you. I almost felt bad. I really did. Do you think you'll perform better in week 15? Do you feel good about this? Um, yes. And for the reader, sorry, the listeners, I wasn't that bad last week. Um, <laughs> I think I did. You did worse uh, than me is how you did. I went, uh, Jesus, sorry. I went 10 and four in the, in the spread and nine and five in the, in the, in the straight up, uh, winner picks. It's not a bad week. You went 11 and three for both. Dominant. Yeah. So Whatever. the crazy thing is I do not feel good about this week for myself, the picks, and that is strictly COVID related. Uh, for the Philadelphia Washington, for example, we just found out a minute ago that Washington has 18 guys on the COVID list. I didn't pick them before, but if I had, that might change my mind about a couple of things. So these things could change come Sunday if a bunch of teams are missing guys. So if I was a listener following our picks, I would wait till Sunday before you made any bets because things could drastically change. Just a little heads up to everybody right there. Yeah, and just and, and just a note, sorry, I don't not to go back to the COVID topic, but 60 players in the NBA uh, entered the health and safety protocols this season. That's according to Baxter Holmes from ESPN. Is that this season or just this week? This season, but 43 in the last two weeks. Yeah, I didn't see that number. I just saw the NFL one. So, but yeah, it's crazy, man. It's getting nuts out there. Yeah. Okay. This is the first week since I think week three that every NFL team is playing this week. It's a full slate of games. We have games on Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Web, there is so much football going on. I cannot wait. Are you ready for this week? You're ready, right? Yeah, I'm I'm really excited for that Thursday and the and the Saturday game, especially the Saturday. Like it feels like the playoffs. It really does. Yeah. I think we have football every Saturday now till like January. Really? We have football on Christmas. Oh right. I forgot Christmas is next weekend. Yeah. I think we have a New Year. I think the Saturdays. Maybe not I think we do. I could be wrong, but I know the next two Saturdays for sure. So we'll see. That'd be good. Yeah. Okay. Thursday night. Kansas City at the LA Chargers. Kansas City are favored by four points on the road. The Chiefs are coming off a huge victory, 48 to 9 against the Raiders. The Chargers also beat down the Giants 37-21, but the game was not even that close. Herbert threw one of the craziest passes I've ever seen in my life. I think it was 65 yards in the air. It made no sense how he did it. Herbert's a problem, Webb. He is a problem. What do you have for this game? He was your pick for MVP. Um, I think it's going to be a really good game, by the way. I have the Chargers to win and cover. has nothing to do with the first matchup they had this season. I just think that um, Chargers being home, they have Keenan Allen back. Uh, Austin Eckler should play. Um, should have a, a, a full t- lineup. I'm not sure if Bosa is playing, but um, should be a good game. And I, and I have the, the Chargers to win and cover. I just think that they have... Uh, They've been more consistent. I think Keenan Allen's still showing he's one of the best receivers in the league. Um, Austin Eckler is a fantastic weapon. I, I I think Matt Mahomes has been great, but I just don't know if they get it done. Uh, the Chiefs' defense has also been really good over the past uh, I don't know past month or so, maybe even like longer. Five. They're on a six-game winning streak. I think they've been really good for the last like four games, though. They turned it around. Yeah, Coop. Do you remember when I said don't count the Chiefs out? 
when the Chargers yes. were leading the division? I think Denver was leading the division, actually. Oh, okay. And you came out and said, I wouldn't count the Chiefs out yet. Like, I thought Denver was going to win the division. Like, you're some genius. No one's giving you credit for this call. No, 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 no. No, no I'm not... Uh... I'm not saying that, but you were like, I don't know, man. It's going to be hard to make up those games that they lost. There's a huge gap between them and Denver, I guess, at the time. And it was like week four. And I was like, Coop, it's a little premature, man. I'm not even saying I'm a genius. I'm just saying it was a little early. I am saying I'm a genius. And yeah, I'll move on to that. I have have the Chiefs to win and cover the four. I think they're playing so well right now. The defense is showing up. Herbert has these good games and then bad games. It's kind of he kind of goes up and down. It's a big game for them. The Chiefs really need to win this to get the one seed. They don't. They want the bye. I don't think they want to give New England the bye. I think they're gonna get done, man. I think the Chiefs are really good. The Chargers have no home field advantage at home. It's all the other teams' fans because the LA te- LA fans don't care about the Chargers at all. They should have never left San Diego. It was stupid. <laughs> I, yeah, I think the Chiefs win in cover. I really think. I think this is a close game. I think the final score is like 31-24, 31-27. No, that would be four. Like 34-27, something like that. It's a seven-point yeah. game. Okay, I like when we disagree. I think this is going to be a... These are the games they need to have on Thursday night. Um, Jacksonville versus Houston doesn't do it for you? No, no. <laughs> there's some. There's some teams that should not be in Thursday night games and Sunday night games. I think the NFL has a rule where every team has to get one primetime game a season. And they usually yeah, give yeah. the bad ones on Thursday. Yeah. And that's yeah, terrible. I think I think every team gets a chance to, to have a Thursday night game. It's usually the yeah. bad teams. It really is. Okay. Saturday, the Las Vegas Raiders at the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland are favored by six points at home. So I thought Cleveland would win this game originally. And then all the COVID news hit. And I was like, you know what? I think the Raiders get this done. No Baker, no Stefanski. Uh, Darren Waller's still probably out for Oakland, which for Vegas, which doesn't help them. I may change us closer to game time, depending on who else Cleveland loses. But as of right now, I have Vegas to win and cover. Obviously cover. All right, so listeners, what uh, Coop is saying is that uh, he's nervous. And he's likely going to change his pick to the pick that I'm going to make, Cleveland to win and cover. Um, I think I think you actually made some great points in my favor. Darren Waller's not playing. Derek Carr is playing. Um, Derek Carr over the past few weeks has not been great. He was leading the NFL in passing yards until, I believe, week 14, and then Brady passed him. In the past um month he's only thrown three touchdowns in four games combined and uh i just and 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 you know ever since like you said ever since rugs has been gone and waller's been hurt Derek Carr has really struggled to connect with his pass catchers in the end zone and whether it's baker mayfield playing for cleveland or not cleveland can run the football and i think being at home in the dog pound, I think they're going to beat up the, on uh, on the uh, the Raiders. I have no faith in this Raiders team at all. This game has like a seventy percent chance I switch my pick. I'm going to be honest right now. This is there's three games I'm having questions about right now. This is one of the games. So I came out at the beginning and said that. So. Coop, Derek yes. Carr season high passing touchdowns this season. What do you think it is in a game? Two. 
Yeah. Yeah. And he hasn't so, hit two touchdowns since November 14th. I knew that because I own him in fantasy football as well. And it's been a nightmare. <laughs> it's a special. If he hits, he'll have one touchdown in the first quarter. And then you're like, ah, oh, well, got my six, got my four points or my six <laughs> points right there. Like not getting it again. He ends the first ta- the first quarter with 11 fantasy points. He finished the game with 15 every time. Yeah, every time. <laughs> every time. It's impressive how consistent he is. Yeah. His floor and ceiling are like almost the same. They kind of are. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. It's well put. Yeah. The floor and ceiling are the the ceiling is the roof. Yeah. Pretty much. Wow. Well done, Webb. That's a good one. That's a good one. I'm gonna I'm gonna steal that from my smarter friends. Okay. <laughs> Saturday night game, New England at Indianapolis. Indianapolis are favored by two and a half points at home. Well, I'm gonna start this one, okay? Uh, New England right now are the one seed. Uh, Frank Reich is a bad coach and Carson Wentz is a terrible quarterback. And I have no faith in either of these people being able to beat Bill Belichick, especially as Belichick is the underdog. What have they done all season to prove that they're good? The Colts, they get up 14, nothing on a bunch of teams and then they blow it consistently. They have blown 14 point leads. I think four times this season. You know how crazy that is? It blows my mind. And they're favored against the one seed. Mac Jones is going to throw six passes. And the Patriots are going to score 70 points. It's going to be pathetic. New England wins and covers this. The Colts are not good. They have good players. But Frank Brake and Carson Wentz will screw it up when it matters most. The Colts will be up 21-17 to in the fourth quarter. And then Carson Wentz will throw the worst interception I've ever seen in my life. And then Frank will say, oh, gee, golly, shucks, guys. I don't know what happened. That's my fault. Nothing wrong with Carson Wentz over here. And I'm going to have an aneurysm. That's what's going to happen Saturday night. That's my prediction right there. Webb, what do you think? Wow. Uh, wow. Uh, just wow. Oh, tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. Um, so here's the thing with the Colts, I think. I think they're extremely one-dimensional di- on offense. They run the football very well, but the Patriots also – stop the run very well and that's why i think the pats are going to win and cover um patriots uh are arguably the best or sorry the most well-rounded team in the league like on in every aspect and i think this would be a good game i think so too i think the patriots are the most well-rounded team in the afc right now great defense good running game with stevenson and damian harris mac jones doesn't make mistakes He's basically young Brady. He's doing exactly what Belichick wants him to do. It's just, this is a terrible matchup for the Colts because the Patriots do things smart and the Colts do things dumb. It's just how they run things. This is different. Like, Mac Jones won't throw an interception with his left hand. I guarantee that. Can you guarantee Carson Wentz won't throw a left-hand interception? Because he's done it twice so far this year. No, I I definitely wouldn't bet money on that. I think Carson Wentz has only thrown like three or four picks on the season and two of them were left-handed. You know how insane that is, Webb? I don't, honestly, I think on average, Wentz doesn't throw a lot of picks. I think he had maybe one or two years when he, you know, it was a lot, but most of his career, I don't think he's thrown a lot of picks. So to be fair to Carson Wentz, he actually plays decent football most of the time. He is an above average quarterback. 80% 80% of the time. And then he does the dumbest things a quarterback can do. The rest of like that 15% left over. 
he goes from being really good to the worst guy. And it's the same guy. So I would rather you be pretty good all the time instead of sometimes absolutely terrible. Because the terrible makes me throw my hair out. I hate it. I can't. Because I know the shoe's going to drop. I know we'll be in a playoff game and he's going to do something so stupid that's going to ruin my next seven months of my life. I just know it's coming. I'm ready for it. Cooper, I can't, I can't say anything to give you comfort. It'll no, we're friends, happen. man. But exactly. It's going to happen. Probably happen. God. And we're giving Philly our first round pick now for Carson Wentz. That's basically guaranteed. So good luck there. Has he hit the, the threshold? I think he's only missed like half a quarter. That's because we were blowing right. somebody out. Right. Like he's played every game from injury. So Okay. That's already done with them. Yeah. Yeah. They're refusing to sit him because reasons. The playoffs are in the balance. You could make it. I don't care anymore. I, I know we're going to lose. <laughs> I, just, I just know it. The AFC is up for grabs. There's no great team. And I just know Carson Wentz is going to lose it for us. Like I would take legitimately 30 quarterbacks. No. 25 quarterbacks before him in January. Legitimately, I would. I would trust more. Okay. So you guys are right now the sixth seed, right? Yes. I think you can knock off some of these teams. I think the play... So if we beat one of New England or Arizona, I think we're definitely in. We have to win one of those games. Right. Arizona has lost DeAndre Hopkins, so that's possible. Beating New England is honestly possible. They could do it. They have a good... The Colts are a good team. You just never know when bad Carson's going to show up. It's going to happen. We just don't know when yet. I think you can beat any of the teams in the AFC except for in the playoffs, except for the Pats and the Chiefs. I think the Colts can beat any of those teams in the AFC. Like anyone. Okay, that's fair. I don't think there's a great team in the AFC. I think all the teams are very even. They're all kind of the same. Jonathan Taylor might be the best offensive player in the AFC this season. And I think he probably is. He's the most dominant guy. If he runs the ball 30 times, they can beat anybody. It's just, they could. I'm not saying they will, but they could. But if Carson Wentz throws 15 times, we're probably going to lose. Yeah, well, you know, once once uh, Derrick Henry comes back, we'll see what happens with the, the AFC playoff landscape, because that'll be big. As a redhead, I never liked the beat him like a redheaded stepchild thing. Now I get it for Carson Wentz. I get it 100% now. <laughs> That's a thing? Yeah. People attack genders like crazy. And now I 1000% and understand. He wow. deserves it. Okay, so we both have New England to win and cover. It's going to be terrible. Let's move on to Sunday, Webb. I think Thursday and Saturday are the best games of the week, by the way. I think Sunday is kind of a letdown. First game, Dallas at the New York Giants. Dallas are favored by 10 and a half points on the road. What do you have here? Yeah, this is wide. This is a wide margin for two... Uh... Uh, division rivals, but I have Dallas to win and cover just because the Giants have looked so bad, and Dallas, uh, they're starting to get into gear now. Um, oh yeah, I have to congratulate you on being correct on Saquon hitting sixty yards in a game. So dominance, <laughs> just Hall of Fame numbers. But I didn't think it was gonna happen. I thought the fifty-seven or whatever he had was gonna be the season high. Now he has like. What is it, 64 or something for the year? I, I think it was 64, yeah. <laughs> Kick yeah. that door right down. <laughs> That's pretty good for Saquon, man. He's he's making moves here. I take back what I said about Zion. I was the most wrong about Saquon Barkley. That's the most wrong I've ever been. That was that was bad. Because 
Yeah. RG3. I was never on that train. <laughs> no, no, no. I was I right mean, there. I was right no, there. I was saying, I was saying he is basically RG3. I mean this, I mean this sincerely, because you make a lot of great points on this show. That is the smartest thing you've ever said on this podcast. When you said RG3 is Saquon Barkley, like the light bulb went up above my head. I was like, that guy is a genius. Because that is the most accurate thing I've ever heard in my life. It made so much sense as soon as you said it. I love RG3 too. Yeah, congratulations there. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's coming out with a book or something. Is it called How to Win? <laughs> <laughs> like this documentary that no one wants to win a guy the will to win yeah. was the forward written by skip bayless maybe yeah that would make sense 100 uh for this game i have dallas to win and cover the dallas defense is finally really good micah parsons is gonna win defensive rookie of the year in a runaway and he might win defensive player of the year like that's a real co- that's a real thing it's him TJ Watt and Miles Garrett. And I could make the argument he's been the best guy. I'm not saying I would, but you can make the argument. He's only rushing the passer on 50% of his snaps. And I think he has 12 sacks right now, 14. It's insane how good this guy is. I was not expecting this coming to college. He wasn't a pass rusher in college. And apparently he's just amazing at it. And no one knew. The Giants are a dumpster fire. They got excited for Saquon's 64 yards last week. The Dallas defense is going to eat him up. Demarcus Lawrence is going to eat. Micah Parsons might kill Mike Glennon if he's still the starter. Like this is going to be a tough day for them. Dallas wins in a blowout. Like 31 to 10 or something like that. I think it'll be that exact score. Um, Convenient. And- <laughs> Side note, uh RG3 is coming out with a book and it's called Surviving Washington. That is a terrible title. Just throwing this franchise out of the bus when they're at their lowest points. <laughs> what a Daniel Snyder loved him more than anybody, and he is throwing him under the bus so hard right now. That's terrible. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> what a guy. <laughs> it's gonna be interesting. Wow. Okay. I'm not going to read that. Houston at Jacksonville. Jacksonville are favored by three points at home. What? Urban Meyer is going to get fired any day now. Report came (laughs) out that he kicked Josh Lambeau, the former kicker of the Jags, in August. And this isn't a report from a reporter. This is Josh Lambeau, the kicker, saying, yeah, he kicked me. Yeah. the Jags owner said we will not make a rash decision about Urban Meyer's future. Uh, Webb told me that means he's fired in uh, Smart Guy Talk. And I yeah, think they're crunching numbers. <laughs> they're crunching numbers. This guy needs to go. Uh, I thought he would be bad at this. I didn't think he would be this bad at this. <laughs> me neither. Like, could he have done worse than this? I, I don't know. Not, not and, much worse. I'm not even talking performance because teams can be bad, but you don't hear this in Detroit. Like they love the coach in Detroit. No one's saying this guy is kicking me in the sidelines. And that guy said he wants to bite someone's kneecaps off. And no one's saying that. I don't think you could do worse personnel wise. He started off hiring the racist coach or the racist weightlifter, whatever the guy. He was a racist, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. From college, right? Yeah, started off on the wrong foot there. And the team was 0-4. He was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to stay in Jacksonville and hit on some ladies at this bar I owned. <laughs> Didn't yeah. fly back with them. Strike two. And everybody hates them now. 
he apparently went on a rant to the coaches last week saying, you're all losers. You're all losers. Prove to me why you weren't losers. And then he denied in the media, but the guy that reported it standing by the story. Urban said, if I find out who leaked, I'm firing them immediately. <laughs> this guy is wild. First year. I think that's what's important. First year. Needless to say, I have Houston to win and cover because Jacksonville, how could how could any reasonable person pick Jacksonville after all this nonsense? I don't think a person with a brain cell could pick Jacksonville. Impossible. <laughs> Saying that, Webb, who do you have in this game? Well, Coop, I chose the Jaguars of Jacksonville to win and cover this game. Love how you just lay that up for me. Um, I, th- I thought it was well done. I'm not going to lie. I was kind of proud of myself on that one. <laughs> going into biology here. Uh, so here's why. I think Houston's really bad. I think they're gonna, they've been trying to blow this season. I think Jacksonville, with all the all the the bad press, I think they're going to have some respect for themselves. They don't respect the coach, but they're going to want to win for Trevor Lawrence. And I didn't even know that Urban Meyer got had beef with Marvin Lewis, Marvin Jones. Sorry, yeah, they like, got in a screaming match. Apparently, Marvin Jones denied that, but it definitely happened. I this is just the worst job, like you said, but it's someone's first year. I don't, I can't think of in sports. Someone doing a worse job from every single angle in their first year. Like you said, not just losing, because first year coaches go winless sometimes, but this is this is a joke. Last year, James Robinson was arguably a top five running back. So you had that in your back pocket. Urban Maya gets there and drafts a running back in the first round, who then immediately gets hurt, and doesn't play the season. Robinson fumbles last week. And they don't give him the ball the rest of the game. He had five carries for like six yards. He's your best offensive Saquon player. Special. But he's good, unlike Saquon. He's actually good at football. Yeah. He's making no money. You draft someone to replace him, and then you don't give him the ball. He's your only good offensive player, not named Trevor Lawrence. Like he's trying to lose games to prove a point at this point. Like I don't understand what he's doing. Only a moron would pick Jacksonville to win this game. No offense, obviously, Webb. I respect you very much. Thanks for that, Coop. <laughs> Just for the, Didn't hurt me for the, at all. For the listeners out there, I knew Webb picked Jacksonville, so I really handed it up there a little bit. If Jacksonville won this game, I would not be surprised because Houston's terrible. But just Davis Mills and Brandon Cooks respect themselves a little bit, and I don't think Urban Meyer <laughs> respects himself. So I have Houston to win and cover, yeah. You know, the funny thing is, I'm very interested to see what else happens in Jacksonville with Urban Meyer uh, before he's fired. I just want to see the antics. I, I just can't wait. I want them to chronicle everything. Does the for sale sign go up on his house before he gets fired? I think it might go up this week. The for sale sign or the, the divorce papers? Because I honestly... <laughs> be a two for one with a lawyer. Just to yeah. serve them both at the same time. I uh, I don't know, man. Like He's not getting I'm divorced. Trying- his, his wife's with him. She basically defended him after the thing came out with the video at the bar. It's like, guys need to relieve some stress. Being Urban Urban Meyer's wife in Florida after he won those two titles is probably really fun. Probably a pretty good life. So. (laughs) Is he? I don't know. Okay, so where does he go after this? He goes back to the the college level, collegiate level. Oh, 100%. 
But where does it go? What do you think? So the good jobs just got taken. Like LSU got taken. Notre Dame got taken. He's going to wait for an elite job. He had Ohio State. He's going to want, like, all the jobs are full now. So, like, he kind of got screwed for this year. He probably wanted to get fired two weeks ago to swoop, swoop into that job, but they didn't fire him yet. All right. Michigan so State pr- got taken, too. He probably goes back to Fox for a year as an analyst, although they might not take him after this debacle. And then he waits till next offseason. How the hell do you bring this guy in as, as an analyst? He was an analyst before for Fox. No, I'm, but now, yeah. I mean. Oh, I mean, he still knows college football really well. He is good at college coaching. The NFL thing, not so much. But he could be a, he could be a college analyst pretty easily, I think. But I don't mean in terms of his knowledge of the game. I just mean in terms of, like, I would just always want to ask him, like, yeah, okay, that's great. Valid point. So what happened in Jacksonville? Like, Webb, like, who amongst us has him kicked a kicker once? <laughs> I love how, how uh, was it Scobie? Lambo, Josh Lambo. Lambo. Why do I keep thinking it's Josh Scobie? Josh Lambo. Uh, he's like, it wasn't like, it wasn't like excruciating pain, but it wasn't a love tap. I'd give it a five out of 10, he said. That's a hard he's, enough hit. A five out of 10 is for your boss to do that to you and be serious about it and then say, I can kick whoever the F I want. See, that's the thing. In college, you can get away with that because you run everything. These guy, these college kids are screwed because you you control their future. If they have NFL dreams and you don't play them, or you tell the NFL this guy's a troublemaker, don't draft him, don't sign him, he can destroy their life. In the NFL, these guys are sometimes making more money than you. They are big names. They're millionaires. You can't push them around like this. It's a different atmosphere. And Urban did not think this through clearly. God, I can't wait for him to get fired. That press conference is going to be so good. I can't wait. That'll be good. Okay. Tennessee at Pittsburgh. Tennessee are two point favorites on the road. Julio Jones is back, thankfully, because he's just been so dominant this year. Pittsburgh, TJ Watt apparently is coming back this week. So that's positive for them. Derrick Henry. (laughs) Not me. Derrick Henry, still not back. Titans beat up on the Jaguars 20 to nothing last week. Pittsburgh. I believe they won last week, right? Yeah, they beat it. No, they lost to Minnesota. Sorry, that's correct. Yeah. In overtime on Thursday. Webb, what do you have for this game? I have Pittsburgh to win and cover because I think Tennessee is not a good football team. That's it. I agree a thousand percent. I thought this was like you last week, just misreading it. Tennessee being favored made no sense to me. I was so shocked by that because I was like, Pittsburgh will beat the hell out of Tannehill. I was very confused. Yeah, they're nine and four, though. They're what they're like the two seed in the AFC. So I guess it's just Vegas giving them respect as the as the two seed. They were the two seed with Derrick Henry and, and AJ Brown. They're not the same team anymore. They were actually no. the one seed with those guys. It's a different team now. A team I do not respect. So Pittsburgh to win and cover. This will be close because Pittsburgh isn't good, but Tennessee <laughs> also isn't good. So what happened to Julio, man? It's so heartbreaking, man. Like I knew this was gonna happen, and it's worse than I thought. And I knew it was gonna be bad. It's really bad. I, I picked him up off the waiver wire on like Saturday night. Like people had days to get him and he was just available. I dropped him like a month ago and had zero regrets and then knew he was coming back. We talked about it on the podcast. You're like, Julio's back. And I was like, mm, should I do it? And I still didn't do it. I was like, I'm and okay. You had, 
You had moves to make. I don't think you made all your moves. No, I didn't until Sunday. Yeah, I, I was like, this is done. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I want no part of whatever he's doing. <laughs> good for you, Julio. Keep getting those checks, though. Yeah. Okay, Arizona at Detroit. Arizona are favored by 13 and a half points. Webb and I both had Detroit to cover last week against Denver. And we looked good for like a quarter and a half. And then Detroit showed up and Denver won like 38 to 7. It was a rough, rough pick for us. Yeah. I am not making the same mistake again, Webb. Give me Arizona to win and cover. Arizona lost DeAndre Hopkins. I don't think it matters. I think they beat the hell out of Detroit. They know Jared Goff from his LA Ram days. They're not scared of him. No one's scared of him. This is a blowout. I think it's going to be bad. I agree. And Arizona may lose James Conner this week. So, really? Yeah, he might not play. Ooh, I think Chase Edmonds, baby. Chase Edmonds, baby. Yeah. I hate you so much. Um, yeah, I, I, he, he got hurt on the last play in that uh, game against the Rams. And Detroit being so bad, I have a feeling they sit him. I think they could. They, they don't need him at all to beat Detroit. Like, yeah. Detroit's really bad. I actually think they're building something kind of good there. They just need a different yeah. quarterback. They have good pieces on the defensive line. Their offensive line is coming around. They just have no skill guys. But on the plus side, those are the easiest guys to find. You can get in one draft three receivers that are NFL quality. That's doable. Yeah. You you can find a quarterback maybe. Like I mean, Jared Goff is the is the floor. I think you can definitely find a quarterback. But to be fair to Jared Goff, he has no one to throw to. Like I I think Jared Goff is an okay court. I think he's a professional quarterback. Not a good one, but he's a starter in the NFL. He's he's one of the thirty-two. He's one of the thirty-two best quarterbacks in the league. I don't know, Cooper. I have to look at that. Uh, he's. I mean, is he better than Davis Mills? Probably. Davis Mills uh, is actually. He's kind of. He's kind of look good sometimes, man. I think he was fourteen for fourteen last week at a certain point. He's not bad. That guy. Oh, yeah? I kind of like him a little bit. I might, I might have missed that, but uh, okay. So Jared Goff and Davis Mills, that's the comparison we're going it's a, right now. It's a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair to Davis Mills, he was the number one high school quarterback in America when he came out to go to college. He was the right. number one guy. So the upside was there originally. He just got hurt a lot in college. But I think Jared Goff is an end of the, end of the roster starter, but he's a starter. And I think if you gave him some weapons, like two, he could do not good, but not this bad. He could do a little better. He wouldn't throw the ball into the ground. He might do that still, but... Okay. Yeah, I think Jared Goff is a professional quarterback. That's all I'm going to say. He's not the worst player in the league. That's Would you take him or Cam Newton going forward? For oh a whole God. season next year in Detroit. In Cam Detroit, Newton, okay. Cam Newton or Jared Goff. And they draft two receivers... In round two and round four next year. Still going with Cam. I'm taking Jared Goff. All right. But I don't feel good about it, to be fair. <laughs> Cam got benched last week, and I still feel better about taking Cam. Sam Darn. We'll get to Carolina in a second. <laughs> we'll get to Carolina. Okay. The New York Jets at Miami. Miami are favored by eight and a half points at home. What do you have here, Webb? So I think this is going to be an interesting game. I don't know if the Dolphins are that much better than the Jets. I have Miami to win and cover. Uh, I kind of like what the Jets are, like how you said you like uh, what Detroit has built going forward. I kind of like what they have built. 
except for Zach Wilson. Um, but I think, <laughs> I think, I think, they, I think they can be okay in the next like two years. I think they can be a solid team. So wait, do you have the Jets to cover Miami to win? Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, so I don't hate Zach Wilson as much as you do. I think he has been, he's had some positivity, not a lot, but the Jets might be cursed. Uh, Quentin Williams, their best player, got hurt last week. I'm not sure if he's going to play this week. Up in the air. So I have Miami to win and cover. I think the Miami defense is really good. The Jets are just so beat up. Elijah Moore, I think, is out. I just, I can't name two offensive players they have for next week that are going to play. I don't, I don't know who's who they're, who's going to play offense for them. It's an issue. Jameson Crowder. He's still in the league. Yeah, he's on the Jets, and uh, and Corey Davis might play. Uh, true story. I convinced someone to keep Jamison Crowder in fantasy football this year somehow because I'm a scumbag. No regrets. <laughs> yeah, Miami to win and cover in a game I want to watch almost zero of. I will watch the highlights of this game on DAZN the next day in 12 minutes. That's what I'll do. Hmm. Yeah, We should do that. Yeah. Okay, Washington at Philadelphia. Philadelphia are favored by four and a half points at home. Jalen Hurts and Gardner Minshew are splitting time at starter at quarterback because of uh, Jalen Hurts' ankle injury. So I'm not actually sure who's going to play quarterback for them. Washington has 18 guys who have tested positive or have been put in health and safety protocol for COVID. Some of those guys might get out of it before Sunday. Some of them might not. What do you have here, Webb? I think this is going to be a fun game. Um, the only reason why I say that is because the fourth quarter of the Dallas-Washington uh, game was actually solid. And both of these teams are like not that far apart in terms of um, you know the tier that they're both at. So I have Philly to win, but I have Washington to cover. I think it's going to be like a sort of last possession um, finish. I think this is an interesting game as well. And I think before... The show started. I had Washington to cover Philly to win like you did. And then I saw the 18 guys had COVID. And I was like, I may need to change this to Philly because that's a lot of guys to lose. Washington got beat up by Dallas last week really bad. Micah Parsons broke Taylor Haneke. It was really bad. I think Washington is a decent football team. But if they have been destroyed by COVID as much as the reports are saying right now, I think Philly just overcomes it. If Gardner Minshew starts and plays the game, Philly definitely wins by a lot. I think he's a better quarterback than Jalen Hurts. If Jalen Hurts plays, I may have to rethink this. But as of right now, Philly wins and covers. I uh, So I'm just reading here that uh, Jonathan Allen may come off the the, uh, the health and safety protocols list um, if he gets the negative test twice in 48 hours. So I'm feeling a little bit, a little bit more optimistic about Washington's chances because even though they've lost... 18 guys are any of them like really noteworthy. So I didn't see a list of who it was yet. They, I don't think they released that. They just said 18 names, but some of them could have been just contacts. And if they're vaccinated, as long as they test negative, they can play. Right. So some of these guys may actually play, but because of that, I would wait till Sunday to see what's going on because that could change the game completely. Right. So Jonathan Allen's a wrecking ball. If he plays, that would definitely change the game. Right. Do you like Gardner Minshew more than Jalen Hurts? Like I do. Long term, I don't know. I'm not really high on Jalen Hurts. I'm not higher on either either of them. But Gardner Minshew, 
looked probably as good as Jalen Hurts did as a quarterback this season. Like Jalen, obviously Jalen Hurts was more uh, electric, but that game that Gardner played last what was it against the Jets looked pretty damn good. I think Gardner Minshew is a very good. I would take Gardner over Jared Goff. It's not even close. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. I think Jalen Mills is a below average quarterback. Just that quarterbacking, I would take Jared Goff. But Jalen Jalen Hurts' running ability is really really good. That changes the equation a little bit. But right. he is a he is a bad quarterback who can run. And I think Gardner Minshew is a good quarterback who can't who can kind of scramble a little bit. I think in the NFL, you got to go with the guy who can scramble a little bit, who's a good quarterback, because these running guys get hurt, and then it's over. It could be over really quick, like your boy RG three. Oh yeah, or um, or Jalen Hurts could have, like, I don't think you're gonna see Jalen Hurts with a 400 yard passing game. That's what concerns me. If you if if you don't do that off, if you if you're not doing 300 plus yards often enough, it concerns me. Like, we're gonna get to Lamar in a second. Lamar got hurt last week because of sprained ankle. He got hurt not on a running play, on a passing play. But if he is limited running, what is his value as a quarterback? Like, Is he a good enough pocket quarterback to win a football game? I don't think he is. Not at this time, no. But he's just so elite, scrambling, moving in the pocket that like, yeah, he's, he's amazing. Oh, Lamar is electric. He's a, he's a beast. But if he can't run anymore, what is he? Oh, yeah. I don't, well, he's, I don't he's know. Effective. Yeah, and that's an issue. If you can keep him in the pocket and not run, is he better than Jared Goff? Honestly, is he at throwing? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know, man. But Jared Goff is the, he's the benchmark for for failure here. Um, (laughs) That was well put. (laughs) (laughs) Right? (laughs) To be fair, I would take Lamar over Jared Goff still. But I'd be like, I don't know if Lamar could run. I'd think about it. I just think Lamar seems like a better person than Jared Goff. I'd like him in the locker room more. <laughs> but it's a, it's a question if Lamar couldn't run. It's a question. Yeah. But 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 Lamar is the best running quarterback we've seen ever. Is he better than Vic? I think so, man. Is he better than Cam? Like in terms of what we've seen uh, for his entire career, I think so. Because Cam had his moments. But consistently, Cam can't do that. They're not benching Lamar. They're Cam not even just so it. big. Cam is so yeah. big. It's a different kind of running. It's just different, but Lamar is the best actual runner we've ever seen. Like, not even run quarterback, just the best runner. Like, to make a guy miss, he's in the yeah. top five, like, of any yeah. guy ever. Any like, guy. Him and LaDainian Tomlinson, like, a one or two. <laughs> like, that's crazy. Yeah. I'm, I've, I, I, I never, like, I always thought Cam was great, but I never, when Cam ran, I never said, this guy's a video game. No, he's just a gigantic human being that made no sense. Yeah. yeah. But Lamar is just, okay, he's going to get sacked. Nope. He's running for 25 yards. The spin move out that makes no sense. Yeah. It's crazy. On he's amazing. Third down conversion. Be third and, 20, third and 24, and he'll get it. But if he loses that, what is he? That's my only issue. If he's hurt, oh, yeah, yeah. What is, it's, a, it's a problem, right? It's the reason you don't pay him a lot of money. He's about to get paid. <laughs> Good for him. He won the Heisman. He deserves it. Okay. Carolina at Buffalo. Buffalo are 10 and a half point favorites at home. Sam Darnold has been activated off IR. I still don't think he's going to start, though. I think it's still Cam Newton, right? Yeah, but I mean, how do you start Cam again? I'm not saying Cam shouldn't start, 
But Cam's been benched two out of the last three weeks, no? How do you start him again if you bring back Darnold? So what Carolina said was that P.J. Washington just understood the playbook better in the two-minute offense, and that's why they benched Cam. P.J. Walker, you mean? Sorry, yeah, P.J. Walker, sorry. So I don't understand how that's possible. Camden's a longtime veteran in this league. How do you not know the two-minute offense? Like, that seems crazy to me. I, I, I would have rather they said that I was hurt. That's embarrassing to say that. Right? He, he was drafted in 2011, and yeah. you can't understand the two-minute. You won the MVP, man. You don't <laughs> know the two-minute offense? Yeah. You don't know the two-minute offense? It's just you hold the ball and run five yards. That's the offense. You don't know that? It's crazy. And Cam has weapons around him. DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson. Uh, I don't know. if Did him and McCaffrey play together this season? Yeah, for a little bit. For one game okay. or two games. Uh, I was big on Sam Darnold coming to Carolina. And I was wrong. Because when he wasn't hurt, he was not great. They started out 3-0. And I was like, maybe I got a chance here. They went downhill real hard. They fired yeah. the offensive coordinator two weeks ago. It's bad. You know what? You said Saquon was your biggest miss. I think Sam Darnold is an even bigger miss for you. At least Saquon was really good in his rookie year. Sam Darnold's never been really good in the in the pros. I don't appreciate you bringing up my misses, Webb. I don't like that very much at all. <laughs> I'm, I believed in Sam Darnold a lot. I really did. And I'm still not fully out yet, which is embarrassing for me. <laughs> There's still a part of me like maybe if he goes somewhere that's not crazy, he could do something. And I'm yeah, I'm wrong. He went to Carolina. They didn't draft a quarterback for him, and he was still bad. He had the keys to the castle, and they brought in a guy that they cut a couple years ago. They fired their offensive coordinator because they wanted him to run 35 times a game. <laughs> so they didn't bring Sam Donald in to be a quarterback. They brought him in to be a handoff guy. So, and to be fair. When we were talking about Saquon as my worst miss, I thought about Sam Darnold, and I did not mention it on purpose because I did not <laughs> want to bring that up. Because you're a terrible I was, person. I was like, the guy drafted after him was a kind of a miss too. But <laughs> yeah, Sam Darnold's been bad. Uh, I think they might actually play Sam Darnold as well, but if he comes back, they may give him some reps, which is crazy. But yeah, Buffalo wins and covers. Josh Allen has a foot injury. He's still going to play. There's there's very little chance he misses the game. Buffalo really needs a victory to stay in the playoff hunt. The seven seed right now, they need this. Carolina's not good. Buffalo wins in a blowout. Yeah, I I, I don't care to watch this game. Uh, so you have Buffalo to win and cover as well? Yes, Buffalo to win and cover. Because Josh Allen and Buffalo are going to do what they usually do. They, they're they hot and cold. They had a bad couple weeks. They're going to be good this week. Yeah. Route. Okay. That ends the 1 o'clock game Sunday at 4. Cincinnati at Denver. Denver are favored by one and a half points at home. Denver's coming off a big win against Detroit. Cincinnati lost a heartbreaker to San Fran in overtime. What do you have here, Webb? Uh, Cincinnati winning cover. Um, yeah, I just don't see why they'd lose this game. And they put up a stinker last week. I'm going to keep, keep picking Cincinnati for some reason. They're going to win and cover this game. I just don't believe in Teddy B anymore. I'm out. Joe Burrow is trying to be an elite quarterback, and he wants to make the playoffs. And if they don't win this game, it's over for them. They have no chance. So I think they get it done. Jamar Chase is elite. I think Cincy wins this game pretty comfortably. I think they win like 27 to 20. I think so. Okay, let's move on to Atlanta at San Fran. San Fran are favored by eight and a half points at home. 
I have Atlanta to cover the eight and a half, but San Fran to win. I think Matt Ryan is a respectable quarterback and San Fran isn't that good. So give me, yeah, Atlanta to cover San Fran to win. Yeah. I had San Fran, uh, winning and covering originally, but I don't think they're that good to beat Atlanta by like nine points. So I have San Fran to win and Atlanta to cover. Yeah. San Fran, they're kind of hot and cold too. I think the San Fran's good, but Atlanta's okay. Okay. Green Bay at Baltimore. Green Bay are favored by five points on the road. Give me Green Bay to win and cover. Uh, Lamar's injured. I think this is going to be a route. I agree with you. Tyler Humley is just... Actually, he almost won the game last week. But uh, yeah, I have Green Bay to win and cover. I think Lamar's going to play, but it'll be a hobbled Lamar. So yeah, Green Bay is getting healthy. They want the one seed. Arizona's hurt right now. They're going to put it on right now and try and get that one seed and lock it up home field advantage for the playoffs. So yeah. Okay, Seattle at the LA Rams. The Rams are favored by six and a half points at home. You picked against the Rams last week, your team in Arizona, and your Rams delivered for me to beat you. What do you have in this game? Uh, I have the Rams to win, Seattle to cover, just because I think Seattle's, I think Russ in this game with the, you know, arrival is not going to get blown out, but um, I might change that to the Rams to cover. But right now, the Rams to win, Seattle to cover. That's exactly how I feel. Seattle's not going to get blown out against the Rams. Division opponent, Russ knows them. Seattle covers the six and a half, but the Rams win. Rashard Penny was a beast last week. Two touchdowns, two long touchdown runs. Pete Carroll says he's the guy going forward now. He's a chance to earn this. So I think Seattle keeps this close, but the Rams win. Cooper Cup, by the way, is the best receiver in football. Dominating touchdown yards and receptions. What a beast. Yeah, he is a beast. Coming up. Okay, the Sunday night game. New Orleans at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay are favored by 10.5 points at home. What do you have for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Webb? I have uh, the Bucks to win and cover. Taysom Hill put on a nice show last week, but I have, uh, yeah, I think they're going to stop New Orleans. I agree. Tampa to win and cover. Taysom Hill's bad, and the Bucks are good. And the Bucks aren't going to be fooled by Taysom Hill's nonsense. They're going to attack him, dominate him. And Tampa Bay's corner situation is not good, but Taysom Hill isn't a good thrower, so it's not a problem for them. This is going to be a blowout. Tom Brady has not done well against New Orleans in the past. I think he changes that. I think this is like a route, like 31 to 10. It's going to be bad. Actually, 31-17. 31-17. Yeah, I think New Orleans is going to put up some points. I just think Tampa is going to just score a lot more. Okay, the Monday night game, Minnesota at Chicago. Minnesota are favored by three and a half points on the road. Webb, who wins this game? Minnesota will all, will almost always let you down when you think it's an easy win for them. But I have Minnesota to win, Chicago to cover. I think this is going to be an interesting game. I like these division uh, matchups, uh, rivals in the division. Like I, I like this. I think Minnesota is good. They're good enough to blow out Chicago. Honestly, it should be like 35 14, but I don't know, man. Chicago, I think, covers. Minnesota always lets you down. But for some reason, I still believe them to win and cover. I just think Chicago has been so bad. If they didn't get two amazing special teams plays against Green Bay, that was a route. And Green Bay still beat them pretty convincingly by 15. So that was a good game. It was kind of good. Like those two special teams touchdowns were crazy. But besides that, Chicago's offense was bad. They didn't do anything. Yeah, it was really, but it it was fun though because Chicago was challenging them, and then 
Aaron Rodgers did Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams did Devontae Adams. And yeah. yeah, they woke the monster and Rodgers is the monster. And that was it. So yeah, Minnesota should win. Justin Jefferson is maybe the t- a top five receiver right now. He's playing out of his mind. Uh, Webb is playing against Justin Jefferson in the playoffs this week in fantasy. So he is ready for Chicago to take him out. And it will not happen. Justin Jefferson is going to own your life. Get ready for it. You're the worst. Um, I know. <laughs> okay, everybody. That ends our gigantic jam-packed show. Please go follow us on Twitter, at Rookie Phenom. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. We are gigantic on verbal. I think we had like something like 4,500 notifications on verbal today. It's blowing up. Nice. I didn't even think 4,500 people knew what verbal was, but apparently they do. So good for us. It's growing, Coop. Don't doubt it. Yeah. Web, anything to add before we get out of here? Your Lakers are terrible. We'll move on from that, right? Oh, uh, yeah. LeBron was taking just ridiculous three pointers and missing them. Um, yeah, I made the fantasy football playoffs. I was 0 5, and I actually snuck into the final spot. I'm going to lose, but I think it's still impressive that I was able to make the playoffs after going five weeks without a win. Who were you playing in the fantasy football playoffs? Who were you playing against? Some idiot named uh, Sneaky Athletic. I've heard that guy, Sneaky Athletic, is very impressive and super good looking. That's what I heard. I don't know him personally. I heard he's a fantastic gentleman, but we'll see. Yeah, you also heard Saquon Barkley's good, so I don't really trust your sources. Totally fair. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a great night. We out.